Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland breeders' number one supporter. Welcome to the Darling Download on SEN Track. Hello and welcome to the Darling Download on this Saturday morning. Uh, Chris O. Yes, Sammy. As I welcome my offsider, Chris Nelson, uh, every week on the Darling Download. Christmas is not that far away, they're saying. <laughs> Said that to you yesterday, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd run with it. Yeah. I thought I'd run with four it. Four months and 21 days, to be precise. Bring that on. So that means, Sammy, we are, what, four months and 22 days away from seeing the um, hot cross buns, the supermarket. Oh, you little beauty. <laughs> well, I tell you what, uh, it's, yeah, four months of punting to uh, save our pennies. Or... Yes. So we Christmas. need to have a big spring. You're you're actually lucky. You're you're probably Might your belly lids are older. Yeah, yeah. So you've been only, there, done that. You only need to do the one present thing, don't you? Yeah, really? and that's not hard. Yeah, it's, uh, I have to fill the bags. <laughs> yeah, you got. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. I'm still going to get something for everybody. Just can't leave people out because they're a bit older. You're still going to get them something. Now. The Darling Download, we're all about Toowoomba races, and we've got seven of them tonight. Uh, we've got a couple of guests uh, in Corey Gearin, who they've been in hot form of late, haven't they, the yes. Gearin camp? Yes, with their Lord Williams-like owner, Kobe O'Brien, yes. uh, and his string of horses. Uh, they got a winner last Saturday with Nikau Spur, who was uh, very impressive winning at Eagle Farm. It'll be winning again, that's for sure, won't it? And, uh, and we're going to chat to Nathan Thomas, who uh, who uh, is... Well, he's hard-working jockey, and he's got a bit on this weekend, but he's going to up to Toowoomba for a ride on a first starter for Daryl Ward. And I I don't think we've spoken to Nathan before, so we'll find out a bit about uh, his background too. Yeah, that would be good. Toowoomba horses this week. Uh, Nikau Spur, well, we've touched on that. That was a good winner at uh, Eagle Farm. The sunny coast. Yeah, we got we got a bit of a lead here last <laughs> week did. on the Darling Download for number race one high bar for uh, Josh King. Yeah, um, JD was very very confident. We asked him for his Toowoomba tip as we normally do, and he just brushed Toowoomba and he went straight to the Sunshine Coast on Sunday and tipped us high bar, who was uh, four dollars into three twenty and won by almost five lengths. So uh, I got a feeling JD knew a little bit there, but he uh, he did try to tell us and. I know one uh, regular listener, Sputter, if you're out there listening, which I know you, I know you will be. Well done. I know you got on. On your Sputter. Well, that's uh, that's fantastic. He he had a bit of confidence about his voice last week, didn't he, JD? Well, and and he pulled the did he pull the double points? Yes, he did. Card? We should have realised then that he knew yes. what he was talking about. He's pulled the double points card and he's collected big time. He's got eight out of a possible nine, which gives him 16 points. Oh, my gosh. And he's cut back my lead, too, so I'm not too happy about that. What goes on? What goes on? Well, I've been dudded. Of course, uh, we will have our last segment. uh, We'll be all about the tips, and I'm, uh, well, I'm bringing up the rear, but, you know, it's okay. It can turn around pretty quickly, as we saw last week, but I'll tell you what, there won't be too many more double points rounds. (laughs) 
Yeah, he's. I tell you what, he's he's thrown us a curveball there. Yeah, he certainly he? has. He knew that he was going to uh, tip up a storm. Well, uh, as I say, seven races uh, tonight at uh, Toowoomba. Quite enough for the Toowoomba horses, but the ones that uh, have won were were fantastic. And of course, uh, we're not that far away from uh, the Wheatwood meeting, are we? Twenty third of September is the Wheatwood. We'll see Yellow Brick resume there with Jimmy Orman to pilot. So. What's that, 23rd of September? Tony, what, a month and a half away? Jimmy Orman, uh, obviously, uh, well, I think he hails from just down the road at Gatton, but uh, spent a lot of time at, at Toowoomba and took out the premiership uh, fantastic. Yeah, great effort for Jimmy to take out. 104 and a half winners for the season. So a job well done there for Jimmy. Uh, he just missed out on that national one, but, uh, gee, he gave that a crack too. But Aaron Bullock just had too many rides and, and too many meetings at the end of the day. Mm. I think when you're... Uh... You know, when you're reaching for Italian virtuoso to get you over the line <laughs> for an extra win, oh dear! I tell you, one not, not even Jimmy could get it home. One man we we um, we didn't mention on the punters mate yesterday was Bailey Wheeler. I know he's not riding riding at Toowoomba, but he did a good job to win the Gold Coast Premiership too. Knocked off the King. Yes, he did, uh, and he went into that meeting very confident. He did. Didn't he? We uh, did speak we, to him last we week. We spoke to him last week, and he was. Uh, I actually watched a few of those races uh, at the Gold Coast and. Um, yeah, I saw the picnic jockey, Callow, uh, <laughs> just trying to wear him down, Bailey. He couldn't. he couldn't do it. And he comes to town. Now he's going to start riding in town, Bailey. So he'll get some good support from the major stables. Fantastic. Let's get our first break out of the way. When we come back on the other side, we'll have a chat to Corey Guerin. Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland breeders' number one supporter. You're listening to The Darling Download on SEN Track. Welcome back to the Darling Download, and our first guest this morning is Corey Gearin, who uh, we've chatted to uh, often enough on the Darling Download. He always gives us a good lead on uh, horses in the team, and I tell you what, the team's having uh, good success of late, and he's got a host of runners uh, right over the weekend. Uh, Corey, welcome to the Darling Download. G'day, guys. Good to be back on. Can I, can I just ask Corey a question? Yes. You don't mind, Sammy. Now I know that uh, he had a runner yesterday at uh, Ipswich, and it's the name. I love this name, Airborne Hot Dog. Airborne Hot Dog. <laughs> now the, the sire is uh, Kobayashi, who we were talking about last week with JD, because Kobayashi's the um, the Coney Island, a little Japanese guy that would eat like sixty hot dogs in that okay. competition in ten minutes and buns. Don't right. forget the buns. Uh, great name, Corey. Fantastic name. Yeah, I, I, um, I didn't know. I had no idea where that came from. And uh, Murray Webster from Hopeton Farm um, breeds a lot of horses and, and this bloke's one of them. And um, I said to Murray when he named it, I said, how the hell have you called this horse Airborne Hot Dog? And anyway, we went yeah, we went through that. And um, obviously, like you say, Kobayashi is um, a champion hot dog eater. So... Um, Hopefully he takes after his father and he's a champion and he's airborne. But um, I think it was one of Murray's young boys, Sam, uh, that named him. So um, I love he, it. he's pretty happy with it. Yeah. Hopefully he comes out and um, can um, put a bit of, uh, make the name famous. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a line, but I can't, I can't think of one. Can Can you imagine, uh, what, what do you put down as your occupation? Champion. Pro- professional hot, eater. Champion hot dog eater. Like, oh, those guys are professional yeah. eaters. Really? Yeah, that's the, there's a circuit in America yeah, where they go. Stop out. it. There is. <laughs> there is. Joey Chestnut, he, he, 
it was on the other day. It's always on Independence Day there at uh, Coney Island. <laughs> they get a big crowd. There's an Aussie guy there now. Really? He's in it too, yeah. He came third, I think. Gee, Lise. Yeah. What goes on? Unbelievable. It's very attractive when they do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I have seen footage of them hoeing them in, just throwing them down. That's insane. Now, Corey, uh, just uh, out of a bit of self-interest, I had something on Gidget on uh, on uh, what was it, Thursday at uh, Rockhampton, and it was a little bit disappointing, wasn't it? She looks to be only a little pony, that one. She is only small. But, um, yeah, we took the three horses up there, and in all honesty, they weren't the best horses. So that's probably why we went up there and targeted them lower grade races. But we didn't have much joy in saying that they didn't go bad, but um, we didn't get any winners. But uh, yeah, Gidget, she's, um, I think she probably just needed the hit out there um, at Rocky. She, um, it's a big, long straight up there, and um, it's a it's a funny sort of track. Sometimes you can take horses up there and you can lead and you can sort of get away with doing 15s in front. And you could just be a leader and I just thought that, that, that would suit her, but they just went too fast and she just got the pinch a little bit late. But um, the other horse actually won a Kobe's in that race was a big run, Lady Wairua. She, um, she probably was unlucky not to win, but she's got a she's got some sort of curse on her, I'm sure, because we've given her six or something starts now, and she probably has a genuine reason as to get beaten in all of them. And um, yesterday was the same, just no luck, and, and got out and flew home and run fourth. Probably another couple of strides wins, but um, yeah, no, it wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't a glamorous day, but um, yeah, got to take the horses to the right places. So um, that, we, we normally have a bit of luck up there, but. Um, yeah, what wasn't the best, but um, we'll recoup and go again. Speaking of uh, Kobe, of course, you, you mean Kobe O'Brien, who uh, is a Leviathan owner. <laughs> and we had him on the show a few weeks ago, and uh, he was great to chat to. But, of course, he got a winner, as you did, teamed up at Eagle Farm last Saturday and got Nick Howe Spur across the line at $17. Yeah, it was, um, it was big overs, actually, I thought. Um, the, the horse goes really good, and... He had good form in Victoria when he was down there with Kieran Maher that they actually imported him um, from New Zealand and they toted him as like a group horse early days and I can I can really see why on the track and in his work he's um, yeah nothing short of um, sensational but then he just doesn't produce it every time he's a little bit hit and miss and um, he sort of went good run bad run good run bad run we took him um, we took him up to Rocky for the cup a couple of runs back and. Um, Obviously, Kobe comes from up that way, so he always likes to target them sort of races. And, um, yeah, nothing just went his way. And he, he ended up getting hindered up the straight by the, the horse that fell and, and tailed them in. And then um, we took him to Ipswich, and he was really good there in a, in a midweek race with not much pace on, and he flew home. And it was such a good turn of foot. And, um, yeah, I was quietly confident there on Saturday. Um, mm. It was a good price, and it wasn't like it, it's a good time of year for these sort of horses to strike in town because the races aren't, they're not um, sort of the strongest city races and uh, good for these horses to get every chance and I think he'll take a lot of confidence out of that, it was his first win in about 710 days or something, saying that we've only had him for a couple of months but um, hasn't won a race in a long time and I put the blinkers on him for the first time and that seemed to get the job done so hopefully he gets a bit of confidence out of that and he can we can place him in a couple more of them um, sort of medium rating staying races in town and strike some more. 
Just on that. Now, this is a bugbear of mine, Sammy. I'll get this off my chest. Um, uh, Corey mentioned there uh, hasn't won for 700-odd days. I, I hate that stat. I, I don't think that means anything. I would rather hear, and I'm not. this is nothing on Corey, of course, as we all look at it. I'd rather hear he hasn't won for 27 starts because he might not have raced for 540 mm, days. So yeah. it means nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. wish. I wish our form guys would show form guides would show hasn't won for twenty seven starts hasn't won for thirty six starts yeah, rather yeah. than the days because they might have spelled twice during yeah. that period yeah for long long depth so I just want to get it off my chest okay. nothing well, to do with anything but yeah. there you go he's much the same I think he he's uh, he's still pretty lightly raced yeah so he hasn't actually had that many starts so yeah it's a good point you make good I think it is too make. now. Yeah. Corey, uh, you've got runners all over the place this weekend, and uh, Torbeck, Torbreck, should I say, goes around in the Nanango Cup here. Uh, what are you expecting with this horse? Yeah, he's uh, he's racing in good form. He's going well. Um, he was a bit disappointing last start out at Gundawindi, but he just needs to. Yeah, I put him up to the mile. I think he's looking for that now. He he just needs to get out and get it. Get a bit of get in his own way in front, and they went really, really fast at Gundawindi, and sort of doesn't really like chasing all that much. But um, yeah, he'd be a good chance. Um, these are the sort of races we're targeting with him because we got the we'll you will target him for the um, Country Cups final um, in December. So he'll he's been poking around the bush and went in a few races here and there, and um, hopefully we can get him to win a qualifier then, and we can get him in that final in December. So. Um, win or lose tomorrow, he'll probably go for a little freshen up after that, and then we can bring him back and, and target that race. I think it's a good, good prize money race at the end of the year for him. Uh, what Nanango? What's that track like? Oh, hard and small. <laughs> um, yeah, not my favourite track. Never had a lot of luck there. Got a winner there last meeting with um, Mar Baby, but. Um, yeah, it's a it's a typical bush track. Um, yeah, very very hard and fast and tight turning. Okay, Eagle Farm, you saddle up our Magnus uh, with Gary on board. <coughs> yeah, um, first up this prep, he was obviously um, a bit of a revelation for us last time. He was really really good. Um, I, don't, I don't think he's missed top two uh, since we brought him as a as a maidener. Um, and that obviously included the city win uh, last start, the class three. So, um, look, I put him out after that because uh, obviously that was coming to the start of carnival time and I wanted to give him a break and bring him back. And, and like I said before, with Nick Asper, you get these sort of horses up just at the perfect time where they're um, coming to town in a, in a benchmark 72, which you know isn't overly strong. And I think he's... Um, his first up record's really good. He's, he's had two jump outs at home. Um, the last one was an official trial. Um, I got him nice and fit to run the 1,200 first up because I think he'll probably get up to a mile this time in. And um, he's, he's probably going better than he was last prep. So drawn a really nice gate. Um, loves Eagle Farm. and Obviously, the old man knows how to ride him well. So he'll be a really good chance. Uh, up the range you go tonight. You've got the one runner only, and that is in the first race. So a nice early finish. Epicurious, uh, Gary riding there. Epicurious back to uh, well, back to something easier away from that Doombin 11th last time out. Yeah, she was a little bit... The run at Doombin wasn't too bad, really. Um, it was on the day there where the rail was out a long way, and she's 
anyone who's ever followed her knows her racing pattern is come out last and stayed there and hit the line, which was near impossible that day at Durban. And she did actually make up some good ground. So um, she she always pops back up in these races. Like you get her back into these benchmark 60s and that in the provincials, and and she'll always sort of be there about. So she's um, she's a good chance um, on the back of that sort of city run. I think she'll be right in it. Uh, the sunny coast tomorrow, you saddle up a Galway Hustler with Mark Duplessis on board. Yeah, very honest at a filly. She's been unlucky not to have won a race really by now. She's struck that one better a few times and um, took it to kill Coy, basically just give her a jump out there and she ran third over the 800 and then I thought she was a good thing at Toowoomba the other night and um, she just sort of got a little bit stirred up and and that horse that won the race just jumped and pinged over the 870. And as you know, it's pretty hard to run them down when they put two lengths on you straight out of the barriers. But she was making ground on it. So she gets, goes to the big track, uh, goes up to 1,000 metres. And uh, I think she's a good chance. She's, she's not an overly, she's only a really small filly, but she's very, very tough. And uh, she's a real little racehorse and a fighter. So I, I think she'll be, um, she'll be in it up to her ears on Sunday. And then Monday, you're off to Dolby. Got a number of runners there. And you kick it off in race number two with Rugged Woman, who's racing really well. Yeah, Rugged Woman, probably the best of anything I've got over the next few days. um, That race just sort of fell away a bit. They actually scaled it up three and a half kilos on what it was at Noms. So there was a good few of them better ones come out. um, Her win on the poly was really, really strong. And uh, she's... She's a funny horse to ride, but Michael Hellyer rode her an absolute treat at, at the Gold Coast, and she looms up like she's going to win, and you just got to cuddle her for a little bit, and uh, if she can do that again on Monday, I think she's uh, a very, very good chance. Uh, race number four, uh, Awesome Moon goes around from an awkward gate, or will it go around? It hasn't got a jockey declared. Yeah, 50-50 at the moment. I'm um, probably leaning towards running her, but... Um, yeah, like you say, a, a bad gait. Uh, she's a 10 furlong horse all day, so she'll be she'll be just kicking off um, somewhere just to have a run. So I wouldn't be expecting the world out of her, but she's um, she's a, a nice little filly, actually an interesting breed, a Sotono Aladdin. I haven't had any of them before, but there's a few starting to get around um, in Victoria and New Zealand, obviously. They're, they're not bad stayers, so um, obviously just trying to build her up through the get her fitness up and um, get her up over a more suitable trip and see how she makes it as a stayer. Uh, in race seven, you've got Dreamer's Gift going around from a good gate. Needs to improve a bit on the last couple. Uh, has there been issues there? Yeah, look, she's... Um, I, don't, I, I don't know. She's on her, she, she is probably on her final straw, Dreamer's Gift. She's um, a speedy little filly. Um, she's been disappointing in the last few I I don't really know. There's nothing obvious going on with her too much, but um, this is the race I wanted her in. I, I just gave her a run into Woomba the other day in a race that was probably a little bit too hard for her. So, zero to 58, the good restricted races um, for these sort of horses. And she's always usually pretty quick out. She, she's drawn a good gate for one, so she should get every chance. Um, I'd love to see her jump and get in a good spot and sort of finish the race off a bit. Um, otherwise, she might be looking for a new occupation. And race number eight, number two, drawn gate two, Sepriente. Yeah, um, 
As always, Corey, best of luck for the weekend. Uh, hope it's a beauty. Brilliant. Thanks for that, guys. Thanks, Corey. There is Corey Guerin. Uh, yeah, it's a solid weekend of uh, of runners, but uh, sounds pretty confident with a couple there, especially Rugged Woman uh, going to Dolby on Monday. I think I'll be having a bit of a lick there, Chris. You will be. Your little beauty from the good gate. Okay, let's take a break. And when we come back on the other side, we're going to have a chat to Jake Malloy, who is a jockey riding in great form. Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. You're listening to The Darling Download on SEN Track. Welcome back to The Darling Download. And I, I said it was going to be Jake Malloy because that is who I had organised to chat to Chris O because he was the Toowoomba Premiership winning jockey. He was, which is a good effort for an apprentice. Fantastic. But I reckon he's I reckon he's still in the scratcher. <laughs> I reckon he's under the sheets and he's snoozing. He's and so, so then I went, then I went, who could I have a chat to that we haven't had a chat to on the Darling Download? And I saw Nathan Thomas on there and Nathan was brutally honest and said his rides are not the greatest over the weekend, but we can work with this, Nathan. Welcome to the Darling Download this morning. G'day, gents. How are we going? Very well. Very Thank well. You. Good. Very well. Uh, Nathan, it's, well, you're new to the show, the Darling Download, and uh, from from memory too? I, think. I don't know. I don't think we've had Nathan on. I don't before. think so. But tell us your background, Nathan. How did you get involved in, in horse racing? Have you always been based here in Queensland? No, interesting story. I was actually a mechanic when I, I was a motor mechanic when I left school at about 16. I finished that apprenticeship in Sydney and I didn't live that far from Randwick, the race course, and used to go there on weekends with mum and uh, just go for a you know, day out, have a bit of lunch, watch the races. That was only sort of 10, 15 minutes up the road for us. That was sort of our local track and it just looked like a bit of fun, but I'd never grown up with a racing family or a racing background or, you know, hadn't sat on a horse really up until 16, 17, 18. So I learned to ride when I was about 17, just on ponies and stuff, but uh, Centennial Park, they've got a big equestrian centre there. And uh, from there, I just had to find my way into a couple of racing stables that would let me ride, you know, the stable pony, which sometimes was like an ex-racehorse that was quiet. Um, so I ventured into writing some track work after I finished my work. I was still doing my apprenticeship as a mechanic and they let me get the track and ride work and I'd start a bit later, finish a bit later. So that was handy and then it got to a stage where I'd finished my apprenticeship. I didn't want to go on with it any longer. Tinkering with cars uh, wasn't really what I thought it was going to be. I just lost a bit of interest in it. And so I ended up starting my apprenticeship at Newcastle with Max Lees. Oh. 
yeah, going back a while there now. So uh, I started there. I ventured to Port Macquarie for a couple of years. Outrode most of my claim at Port Macquarie with Neil Godvolt. And I did a stint at the Gold Coast uh, shortly after that. Didn't really enjoy it that much. I didn't have a lot of luck. From there, I went to Jack Denham's at Rose Hill. Um, did about nine months there. And then I came back to the Sunshine Coast to finish my apprenticeship with Paddy Cunningham. And um, I've stayed up here ever since. Lovely spot. Lots of beaches. People are nice. Great weather. Yeah, I'd agree with all that. Good on you. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a really interesting story. And obviously... I'm glad um, nobody's asleep there. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's fantastic. Thinking, it's, everything uh, you said was true. And I and I think... Um, yeah, well, Chris, I, like, he's he just lives the life of Riley on the I'm sunny coast. on the Sunshine Coast, coast so he I loves... know exactly what you're talking about, Nathan. <laughs> he's go, well, go, well, golfing I every other day. He's not tipping winners. He's golfing. Oh, yeah, right. It's that easy. <laughs> Sorry, you are going to say... What happens is if you're not riding, you want to be going to the beach or playing golf. You've got to enjoy where you live, I reckon. So yeah, yeah, you're right. Every time I've moved, every time I've moved, it's been coastal. It's been Newcastle, Port Macquarie. You know, it's always coming near the beaches. So you know, when you get that rare day off as an apprentice, you can go to the beach or do you know just anything. You know, but I always found that if you were country New South Wales, there wasn't going to be much to do when you're there. At Tamworth, was there? You know, no, and it's getting cold, <laughs> cold. Nah. That's, well played, uh, see. Well played. That's fantastic. Now, uh, what? Obviously, um, you had an interest in in cars. Obviously, at some stage of your life, when you mm, when you started yeah. as a mechanic, has that continued on uh, throughout your your life? Not really. No, I'd say that the cars that I've had since, you know, I've just bought them as, as they are, and I haven't tinkered with them. You know, I don't I don't judge them up or anything like that. But when I was doing my apprenticeship, I used to get a bit of a buzz out of just working on cars like that on weekends. I had mates that were doing cars up and, you know, old Tarans and <laughs> old Datsuns and Geminis and things like that. Cars that were still around back 25 years ago and people were just mucking around with them, trying to get them to run a bit, you know, meaner and stuff like that, a bit quicker or, you know, Saturdays I'd spend um, doing stuff like that with mates' cars or I'd go around with a mate of mine and we'd have like a bit of a mobile mechanic service. Yeah. And we're, we're just going to do mates' cars, and you know it worked out good for both parties. We were getting cash in hand, getting the parts for trade price. Uh, we charge retail, which they were aware of. Yeah. And we charge them a hundred bucks for labour, and you do four or five of them in a day, and next thing you've made your week's wages on a Saturday. You know. Yeah. Tax free, so. No. He's a good operator, Nathan Thomas. I he like this. Good and you know what, Sammy? But he's you also... You don't, on, you don't tell people you're a mechanic because you get stuck to people's cars. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's any of those trades. And they all want a deal, don't they? Oh, can you do it for us at a cheap price? That's, that's the problem. When, uh, when you're a tradie and you've got mates, oh, can you come around and do something for me? And you're always expected to do it at a, uh, a right. cheap rate, which must that's drive right. them mad. Um, you're also a dual-listed winner. You won uh, the Festival Stakes and the Luskin Star Stakes on Mighty Lucky 2014 and 2015. Yeah. Good horse. He was a great horse. He was a great horse to me, and that was a really nice um, story. That that was a horse that my father-in-law trained originally uh, for a little while, broke broke him in, Paddy Cunningham, and uh, it was always Fred's horse. The horse went back to Fred after one started at Coffs Harbour, and uh, when the horse went back to Gosford, he, he was pretty much unrideable. Like, it was just such a big, strong animal with a mind of his own that um, 
he really wasn't getting work down there. Just a good horse going to waste. Anyway, I did, I did a stint back in New South Wales from 2010 to 2015. And it worked out good for both of us, the horse and I, because, you know, I, I sort of got to throw my leg over a, a good one and get to stick with that horse. Whereas, you know, we've all ridden good horses track work, but um, sometimes you don't get to stick with them, right? So, and, and Fred was very solid. I think I rode the horse about 33 starts straight. Really? Um, and, and, yeah, and most of the owners were really good bunch of blokes. And I still still, still speak to the main owner today, Greg, um, Greg Anderson. But, yeah, no, he got to go around in, you know, three or four group races and listed races and competed every time. And, you know, there was the odd time I wouldn't give him the best ride, but it was stress-free because you knew that you were going to be on your next start. Um, you always feel like you were riding to keep the ride, but, you know, in the back of my head, I knew that, you know, if he ended up in a group one race somewhere, I was going to be on him. So that was a nice feeling to have, you know. Well, just looking at Nathan's, um, some of the places he's ridden at, Sammy, he's certainly uh, been around. One place that I'm not aware of here, Walla Walla Budda, Walla Budda. It's got to be Queensland, hasn't it? It's got to oh be. Goodness. No, no, <laughs> no, that's not that far from Chewindai Scone area. Ah. It's that way in New South Wales. They race there. Oh, off the top of my head, it was either New Year's Day or Boxing Day. I'm, I'm going with New Year's Day. I think it was one of those tracks where they'd race for about 160 years, probably one or two meetings a year. Yep. And um, I took lots of photos when I got there because I said I was never going back. <laughs> <laughs> it was as rough. It's probably the, yeah, it was one of the tracks where you sort of got to and thought, well, yeah, probably not going to come back here again. And I think they shut it down for racing because it just didn't meet a lot of the safety requirements that they have these days, the minimum standards as far as the the new rail and stuff like that, and the track yeah. was quite undulating with a barbed wire outside fence and all that sort of thing. So, barbed wire? <laughs> yeah, I think it was like only a couple of years after I didn't uh, after I rode there for that one meeting that, you know, but like I say, they only have one meeting a year, so. Well, they did. <laughs> now, just <laughs> the just the one ride tonight at uh, Toowoomba, you're riding uh, Smoking De Quo for Daryl Ward, uh, drawing a good gate, which is always a good uh, good start at Toowoomba. I think it's imperative to draw good there. And, I, you know, whether you're going in a mile race there or, or a thousand metre race. But, uh, look, I haven't rode the horse. I don't know much about it. I spoke to Dale Smith. Dale was going down to Deegan to ride the horse a little bit. Uh, and Dale gave it a hope. He said, look, it's it's not the worst ride. He said, I'd expect it to run top four. Obviously, the horse has to go there. Under lights, first start in a race, and then handle the hill, which we all know can be tricky for horses that haven't raced. Even horses that have raced, when they go to Toowoomba their first start, can be tricky to, to handle. So, look, if a horse goes here and handles all that, I'd say um, we're a chance. And I think from the gate, by the way Dale talks, it should just bounce and be able to put itself somewhere. Rails out three metres. You know, if it can do that, I'd say it's in the mix. Uh, it was also accepted for Sunday here at the yeah. Sunshine Coast, and it drew a good gate there as well. So I think Reading between the lines, I'd say Dallas probably gone through both races and found the easier option. Rightio. It's a hard one to line up. Four-year-old mare, and she hasn't trialled at all officially. So we don't oh, know really? anything about her. No, no. No, that's right. But um, those trainers down at um, Deegan can do that a little bit. They have jump outs quite often, yeah. and they're just not official. And, you know, next thing, you know, they can go all right and have three or four unofficial jump outs and... Um, 
yeah, they can get them ready that way, can't they? You know? Yep. They and sure he's can. uh he's he's good man with the horse, Daryl. I remember when he used to uh work for Lloyd Williams back in the day down at Flemington and uh uh he had um and he had one win uh not so long ago at the sunny coast that I backed Dale Smith Road, jumped and led up. You know when it's a mad lead. Yeah, track? bring the cash. Bring That's the it. cash. Was that was that the horse? Yeah. yeah, I backed it that I backed it when it won uh, that day. It paid well. It's got heaps of speed about it, hasn't it? Kind of speed. It's led some very quick horses in some of its races. Um, it's a bit one-dimensional that way. I think it has to sort of jump and run. But yeah, it, it, it can run time. So if you can do that sort of thing, you, you're hard a bit anywhere. Um, he's got a nice team, Daryl. He's probably only got half a dozen in work or so, but he works in in close there with Steel Ryan at Deegan, and uh, they share some facilities, I think, and you know, work riders and that sort of thing work together with mates on the track, and yeah. Now you've got uh, you've got six rides at Nanango. Can you win the Nanango Cup on Boomgate? We'd like to think so. If the horse found some of his form going back when he was racing at Mackay, you know, um, a couple of preps ago, um, I used to I used to see the horse quite a bit up there. And Ash Butler used to ride the horse, and Ash got on really well with the horse. I don't know why. It's just a horse that didn't seem that tricky to ride. He used to always go forward and um, and give a good kick. So look. If the horse can do that tomorrow, Nanango is going to be – it's down as a firm two, and it's probably going to be like a firm one, if I'm honest. Like, it's going to be a firmish track. So horses that obviously race on the speed on those firm tracks can be quite hard to beat. So look, if they can do that tomorrow, you might be there for a fair way. That's fast. That is fast. fast. It is, is fast. I, I, went, I went there and rode for the second time ever about, oh, I'm just coming back from injury. But I reckon I went there about six months ago. They'd had a bit of rain there. And I reckon that was one of the firmest trucks I've rode on. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> like concrete. So you want to be in front very, against the fence. Very firm. That's the key. Yeah, Nanango's got a very uphill climb coming to the top of the straight there. And, and yeah, it's got a bit of a reverse camber there, Nanango. So if, you, if you're if you a loose, you know, one off the fence, three wide, you tend to be running off the track. It doesn't help you. It's, not, it's, not, it's actually shaped the other way, you know. So if you can draw low... Uh, big advantage. And Sunny Coast, uh, you've got three rides on uh, Sunday. Blue Aller in the first. Yeah, spoke to the trainer about that horse. He, he rang me to ride that horse um, Sunday. Probably a horse that's going to need to run education-wise, only having a second start. But I, off memory, I think it's about five-year-old, the horse. So, Look, not expecting a great deal there. Horse might just, you know, have some education there, and if it can prove on its first run, terrific. Right. Uh, I've got another one there having its second start or first start in a race for David Gaffer. See you later. Yeah, see you later. So that horse jumped out here on the poly track here on Tuesday, run second. Um, bit like those unofficial jump outs I was talking about at Deegan. Don't know what was in the in the jump out, but run second, did everything right. So, look, there's just no easy races anymore. We get a lot of the horses from Brisbane come up here on a Sunday. So, um, drawn 11, look, just see what happens there. You know, it's, it's probably not the worst ride in the race. And then I've got one later in the day for the same trainer called Isometric and ex-Chris Waller horse. Yeah. So, he also trolled on Tuesday and um, don't think he really loved the poly, if I'm honest, but back on top of the grass and probably get to a, a suitable trip too, whereas the jump out was a bit short, yeah. 
Well, Nathan, best of luck for the weekend. Uh, thanks very much for joining us uh, late notice. And, uh, yeah, let's handle bars down to Nango. Yep. <laughs> it's a good thing they're not on TV, I think, for me. <laughs> Have a rip- I can just blend in with some of the kids there. <laughs> <laughs> Have a ripping weekend. Thanks for the talk, guys. Take thanks, care. Nathan. Appreciate it. There is Nathan Thomas. Uh, it was a really good chat. And, it was. Uh, uh, good on you. Hope he has a, uh, a good weekend. Now, Sammy, remember, Aquas is your source for two-year-old speed, standing seven well-credentialed stallions. For further information, log on to aquasfarm.com. Let's get a break out of the way. We'll be back on the other side with our tips. It's tipping time. Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland breeders' number one supporter. You're listening to the Darling Download on SEN Track. Welcome back to the Darling Download, the tipping machine from Aquas, and Mr. Double Points is on the line, Jonathan Davies. And, uh, well, I tell you what, that was that was good by you last week. That was very, very good. Yeah, it was a good weekend. I couldn't believe the price of the winner at the Valley. Uh, oh. Lots of blows, 7 hey, out to 20. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. That paid really well, which, of course, was uh, high bar. No, it wasn't. It was title fighter. Uh, Hyderabad, yeah. Yeah, High Bar was the High Bar was the one you were very keen on at the Sunshine Coast. It won by almost five. Yes. King Steve Trigard, very good operators, and uh, they have a good opinion of that horse. So I think he'll he'll keep winning. And if not for Kanazawa turning it up, you would have made it three from three. I know it was. He didn't have the better runs though. But, mm. uh, very wide for the majority, but yeah. No, somehow, somehow Chris Nelson's not so forgiving of Katazawa. On the no. Punters Mate yesterday, we've introduced a new segment called the Sausage File for horses known as sausages, <laughs> and he's gone in there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be a bit harsh. Well, we'll see. see. All right, tips I'll for this. I'll give you an update quickly. Sammy's 110. JD's 126 after 16 out of 18 points last week. And I'm 135, so you've cut my lead down big time. Oh, dear. No more double points. <laughs> I'm going to need double points. <laughs> now, Toowoomba, I'm going race five, number four, Duchess of Milan. Duchess of Milan uh, for Lindsay Hatch and Alicia Donald. JD. Uh, I'm Toowoomba, race seven, number seven, asymmetry. Um, doesn't look an overly strong race and comes from a good form race and I think this is a race that um, it should be able to take care of. I'm going to go Toowoomba race one, number two, script writer for Chris Anderson and Dan McGillivray. Uh, I think this is a nice race for this one. Hasn't won for a while, but can bounce back. I'm keen on his chances. Eagle Farm, I am going with one of my faves. Race eight, number seven, lasting kiss. Lasting kiss gets in with no weight. And I reckon it'll, there's no speed in this. I reckon it'll jump, lead, win. Okay. Um, I'm the last. I'm Eagle Farm Race 9, number 4, Savory. Uh, I do have a small share in the course myself. I think it's a very open race. And um, he's it's a big price, and I think he'll, he'll run, a, run a big race. I am Eagle Farm Race 3, number th- race three, number 3, Tango Fever, who was very good winning first starting or for Rob Heathcote and can go right on with the job. Nationally, I am going Rose Hill, race eight, number four, big parade. Yeah. This will win by a minute, sure. I think you're right. It'll win. Yep. 
<clears throat> One for the best best part of the way, though. Um, <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go Murray Bridge for me, race through number two. I'm not really sure how to pronounce this. He set the tour, maybe. Um, a good debut. It had a really good jump out recently where it was, um, it really pushed Ulan Nova, who was, uh, she's a nice filly from New Zealand that's actually a Group 1 winner. Um, lines up. I pushed her, pushed her out like she was hard. She was under the, under riding, but so was he. But uh, I think that's a pretty good lead into a race like this where everything is a, like a maid over a thousand. So um, he's already, there's already been made for him, and he should be taking care of these. I'll go to Ramwick race ten. Gracie List, Styler. She can or he can be a little bit uh, hard to catch, but he has found the right race tomorrow and uh, or today. Sorry, and if not, he will find himself in the sausage fold next week. <laughs> <laughs> so no no pulling of the lever this week or no what lever okay. what thought what? I try I don't understand that the what what lever double points no no pulling of that so that's that's <laughs> that was an end of season special that was it that'll come about again this time a week back next year on your JD uh, best of luck with Savory. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. That is us done and dusted for another week on the Darling Download. Have a ripping weekend and plenty of luck. All the best, punters.